Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shoes with Biscuit podcast. It's me, it's again, your boy, Alex Whiteley. Welcome to the show. Um, and uh, joining me today um, are Sharon and Chloe from Landfill Angels. Um, I've got to explain that... Um, uh, <laughs> the high Sheriff, when, when the High Sheriff uh, puts a show together, you don't say no. You don't say no. So um, I, I'm pleased to bring this show to you today. So thank you, Dean Harris, for putting this together and introducing us because that's what she does best. So thank you guys for joining the show. No problem. Glad to be here. Yeah. How did you meet uh, Dean Harris then? What, what, what was going on there? It was via the mayor of Whitchurch, who, when we first opened, when we first came to Whitchurch, she came in as a customer to see us, uh, to have a look at the shop. And um, she announced to us that she was the mayor because we were completely unaware. So we formed a quite a nice friendship with her. Mm. And she officially, even though we were on, uh, in COVID times, as we are, as we still are, um, she agreed to do some publicity for us when we had a videographer and photography session done in the shop for promotion purposes i i just i can't wait to get her back on the show because uh, dean's a great a great woman she's uh i think she's a great advocate for for young women up there that want to go out there and do something good you know um i, th- I think she's awesome um so thank you uh, dean harris for your inspirations across the county um so let's talk about landfill angels because um i've been looking at your website i've got it open right here uh, it's it's very very good um <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice that was to... chloe's work yeah yeah so yeah, you... yeah i did the website yeah i've you know i've been i've been learning a lot about um intergenerational work and how uh different generations can work together so it's easy if you're mother and daughter of course but um when you when you when you're doing something like this it's good to have a younger perspective of things especially when it comes to websites and, and looking cool and hip today yeah you know, definitely right. yeah. yeah that's where i take a back seat but that's nice that you do that it's not because a lot of people that are business owners are like, no, I'm the boss. This is how I do things. Sit <laughs> down. Uh, but you're like, no, actually, let's let's let my daughter have like a bit of a creative flow. And look what happens when you do that. You've uh, you got a brilliant looking website as a as a result. Thank you. That's nice. That's nice. Where did this all begin then? Landfill oh. It began when we moved house and the house that we moved into at the time was part Tudor and it had an extension that was like more modern industrial looking. So the furniture that we had at that point from our old house um, didn't quite go together in the old part. So at the time I was working in finance and Chloe was studying for a GCSEs And we went out and thought, right, we've got to make something work. Let's just go to the charity shops and we'll start to buy in some furniture that we can transform and, you know, make it work, make everything blend together. Now, bearing in mind, this will come from two people who are probably maths and science brain led. So we've no creativity (laughs) in us whatsoever. (laughs) Or we didn't think we had. And we started with small pieces uh, and we just had an outbuilding at home and we were starting to do stuff up. Chloe was studying exams, so on a break she would come. And it was like, I found it, me personally, to be like an outlet. And I thought, well, I, I can actually do something that's creative. But even more to the point is we've ticked the box for giving back to charity and supporting local charities, but we're also creating things from 
things that who knows what would have happened to them and who knows what the story tells from the previous life of where they've been for all these years. Um, you can't buy that sort of quality anymore. Um, so that's how we hit upon the idea of I'm more in love with painting furniture than I am with finance. So shall we do it? And it was a complete no-brainer for us. The happiness part of the creativity that I didn't even think I had personally and Chloe's input too was like, this is great. And then people started to ask us to, oh, can you paint this for us? Could you find this for us? We've got this, can you paint this? And that's how really it was like, oh, this is actually a business. And if we can help, <laughs> if we can help by saving items of furniture from landfill, then, you know, it ticks every box for us. I... I can resonate with that in some respects. I mean, I'm not, I am not, you don't, you're not going to catch me sanding down Chester drawers and painting things. Um, I'm not very good with stuff like that. But uh, when someone was talking to me about the biscuit, uh, but what we do and, you know, sort of the appeal that we have around town, I, I don't know, I guess it's not something I ever thought was like, oh yeah, we're doing a go and going to do a podcast and, and take over the town. It was never going to be that. But somebody was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, what what you what you're doing is actually valuable, uh, and you can do something with this. I mean, we'll talk about it later on, but obviously, uh, we're now a CIC. But I never saw this as a business. It's it's kind of a something hard to get your head around, right? That you're you're doing this because you're yeah, I agree. It. And then people are like, it's not like going to the bit I like mostly is it isn't like going to work, and every day is different. Yeah. Um, and that's the bit that you know, and I get to work with Chloe every day. Um, and it's just fab, you know, Chloe went off, she got glowing results in the GCSEs, she went off to go to sixth form uh, in the September, in the February, she came home and she went, it's not for me this. Uh. So, you know, and Chloe had ideas of her own also for her own businesses. Now, you know, when you're 17, I think when she came to, she came home to me and my husband and said, how do you feel about it um me not wanting to study anymore and I said well you know what Chloe life is too short and even me at my age I can go back and study if I want to you can do these things later on you don't have to do them like society makes you think that you do or tries to make you conform to you finish school you go to sixth form then you go on to university this day and age it doesn't have to be like that and if you've got that entrepreneurialism in you we have to we have to support it and we have to enhance that um, because qualifications, as we know from looking at lots of successful business people, they aren't the be all and end all. Well, I mean, yeah, they're, 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 I mean, look at Boy on Slap. Boy on Slap, 16-year-old boy was like, oh, I've got an invention that can clear up all yeah. the waters of all the plastics. Now look what he's doing around the world. You know, yeah. 16 when he put that together. So uh, we're doing it for the kids, right? Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, doing it for the kids and supporting and at the end of the day, ultimately, what needs to happen is if you're not happy, the happiness part of it overcomes everything to do with um, money, possessions, cars, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, because if you're not happy doing it, there's no point in doing it, is there? No, 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 no. Um, and, you know, what's it What's it like on the, on, I mean, uh, me working with my mom, I, I don't know. Uh, I can't. I can't imagine it. I've, I've never been put in that situation. Um, what, what's it? What's it like for you, Chloe? Is it? Can it be frustrating sometimes? 
Um, I think it's great because me and my mum are like best friends anyway. So it's just like working with your best friend every day. Obviously, sometimes it gets hard to balance the work and the home life, but I yeah. think we do it pretty well. I think we do it pretty well. Yeah. Know, um, your mum will probably understand this a bit more, but she doesn't have any uh, Kevin moments then. Oh! Oh, I'm not your slave. No. Remember that? No? No, no, no. No, I'm really fortunate on that front. Um, with both children, the, the, they've not been that way um, at all. That's nice. Um, now let's get back to the, the, the furniture side of things because I think it's really important because, um, you, I mean, I've been reading your, your ethos on a lot of, of what you guys do, sort of keeping things out of landfills and starting, you know, giving uh, furniture a new life, you know, something that's, that's been probably been around for you know, 75, 50, 100 years, I don't know, wherever it's been, whether it's been sad, yeah. sat up in an attic, you know, I haven't seen daylight in, in 20, 35 years or something. You guys give that furniture and you lease a life and you take it out of the, out of, um, you know, uh, danger's way. Um, so there's something beautiful about that though, right? You know, there's something beautiful about taking this forgotten piece yeah, of furniture and giving it a new lease of life, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think for when we start the transformation, a lot of the time, a lot of the conversations between myself and Chloe centre around, oh, can you imagine, like, even if it's a dinner table, can you imagine the, and the conversations that have taken place around this actual piece of furniture? Mm. And it's like, putting it into landfill, it's, it's criminal. It's absolutely criminal because, like I said before, we can't buy the quality of the furniture. It was all handmade at the time. There was nothing that was mass produced. You know, everything was an individual piece, even down to a lot of what we find with the older stuff that we get in. The drawers don't all fit in in the same slots. It's drawers made specifically for specific slots. So it's, you know, it's the, the, the workmanship that went into the furniture and the fact that you know, there's, we are French Chic Furniture Paint Stockists and, you know, that's an eco-friendly paint. It's child-friendly, so it's certified to paint children's toys and it's water-based. So what's not to love about it? It's, you know, it's a complete new way of um, thinking about how we can make furniture from yesteryear now fit with modern-day living. Yeah, I, I remember. That's beautiful, by the way. Thank you for that. Um, I remember we uh, a few years ago we moved from a three bedroom house into a hobbit hole, which can only be described as a hobbit <laughs> hole, right? So, um, <laughs> I remember we made lo- lots of trips to the uh, the recycling center in um, in st- uh, in in where Halesfield. There you go. Get the word. Uh, and I, I, I'd pull up. And I'd be getting rid of old bits, you know, that you got around the house. But you'd see, like, somebody pull up in a Mercedes and get out the car, open the boot, and they bring out this old nightstand that's immaculate, beautiful, and just whoop into the skip. And you're like, whoa! Like, you know, it's heartbreaking. Oh, we do. You must see it. They must see it. Crimes against furniture. Where do you where do you get your furniture from? Where where do you find these uh, these relics? These uh, these things. A lot of the time, people are. People will come to us and say, oh, I've got this chest of drawers or my aunt, she's now moving into sheltered accommodation. She downsized and we see a lot of downsizing and people come to us and say, like, we know that you guys, when when we do a piece of furniture or we sell it in store, 
we go back to whoever donated it to us in the first place. And once it's sold, 10% of the complete selling price goes to a charity of their choice. So, you know, it's giving back. It's keeping the furniture out of landfill, which is great. But it's also it's close to their hearts also. So we get quite a lot of our furniture that way. We're not allowed to like the recycling centre and, and grab things out of skips. We're not allowed to do that. Oh, okay. Fortunately. So how how cool. um, Because but then, then, then again, we pro- it's it's not something you need permissions to, to actually do this. But, you know, for 2021, this is something that we're going to be looking heavily into to form partnerships with the waste recycling centres to say, well, why can't Landfill Angels have maybe, um, you know, a porter cabin or whatever it may be, and people who would like to donate to us, who love the ethos of keeping it out of landfill, being upcycling, recycling it, using eco-friendly products for it to be sold to benefit a charity, um, that would be really nice for us. That would be perfect. I mean, you see things for the, the Salvation Army and like Red Cross and things like that, don't you? It skips. So, you know. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe one, maybe one day. Maybe um, one day. <laughs> well, what's the, what's the first piece of uh, uh, furniture you, you made where you were like, oh my God, I'm so good at this. Let's. <laughs> what was that first I bit? That. I know which one it was. You it was on. a chest of drawers and. It had like crackle glaze on the drawers and it was grey and teal. And that was the one where I was like, wow, this is actually really good. Yeah. And then, and then we got to sell it on and the profit sent to the charity. Yeah, it was. You know, but it's, in the beginning, yeah, in the beginning, it was really hard once they'd been done to yeah. go, oh, we need to sell this now. And it was like, oh, but I actually quite like it. You get, you get when you've spent quite a bit of time on a piece to fall in love with it, and that's the the mm. difficult bit. You, you know, the house is full of fur at that time. The house was getting filled up with bits and pieces that we were transforming. It was like, oh, I actually quite like. I actually quite like to keep hold of these, but that's not the model of the business. They've got to go, and they've got to be sold on, and then we bring the next one in, and off we go. And that was really. Yeah, that piece was nice. Yeah. I like that piece. Do you ever find yourself walking around relatives or friends' houses and going, I'd love to just... <laughs> all, I'd... The time. Yeah, all the time. Whenever we go to anyone's house <laughs> to pick stuff up, we're just in awe. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine, all right, Sharon, get your eyes off me. <laughs> me yeah. Keep yeah. your eyes off them. That's mine, okay? <laughs> I can just imagine. <laughs> it's true, honestly, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so when did you open the shop then? When, was, when, when, when were things like big enough for you guys to be like... We can open up a shop. We can do this like officially. The first thing about it was was the room, really. That was why Tarpley uh, was the first shop that we opened, uh, which doubles up as a workshop also. Uh, and at that point, in the, right in the very beginning, which was October 2019. Yeah, October 2019. Right in the very beginning, it was more workshop-based than it was shop-based. It was having somewhere where... My father bought us a a professional Fuji HVLP sprayer so that the finish, we could transform pieces quicker and the finish would be like factory finish, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so that was nice for us, um, you know, and a great gift to get us started. Um, and then from there, we got to, when, when would it be? July. It was July, we got the keys for our Whitchurch store. Yeah. And then, then we started the renovation process. Um, we managed to open in September of 2020. Nice. And, oh, yeah. the, the, the best year to open up a business, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, what's it's been without its stresses? For a new business opening in 2019, in, in, uh, you know, late in the year, then to get to February and um, obviously COVID came along and it was like, oh, the port at that time we only had a web presence. We didn't have like an e-commerce site or anything. And it was like, we sat around the dining room table and it was like, oh, what is next? We're, what's going to happen to us was the initial thoughts. And then Chloe being Chloe just went, well, it's simple, isn't it? We have to go on lockdown and I build us a website. And so Chloe went along and built the website and uh, it was the Friendship Furniture Paint and Sales Online, us selling UK-wide throughout COVID and the popularity of it. I mean, the Friend Chic Fan Forum on Facebook has over 400,000 members. And at that point, we had the weather and we had a lot of people who were at home on lockdown, were sat in their houses going, well, you know, you can paint anything with Friend Chic, UPVC, metal, wood, plastic. Um, and it was at that point we started to ship out parcels and at some points we were shipping out a hundred parcels a week wow. and that for us kept kept our business you know and we will be forever grateful for this support that we got from Pammy at Friendship and all the team at Friendship headquarters by still choosing to supply independent shops which is all that Friendship is about uh, and still producing albeit on much lower on a much lower scale than what it was um, we were still getting paint through each and every week. And she looked after us and had every stockist back. I mean, there's over 600 stockists now, uh, UK and worldwide. Um, so, you know, it gave us it gave us that platform to go, yeah, we've managed to stay alive. And now we've got the option to go ahead and grow. It's good. I mean, yeah. I'm so I'm so grateful that you were given the opportunity because a lot of others, obviously, have fallen. No, we'll be for, I'll be forever thankful for yeah. Pammy at Friendship and what she did for us. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds amazing. Actually, really good. I mean, I, I, right at the beginning of the of the, um, of the pandemic, I spoke to Vanessa from Condover Furniture. Um, She's really cool. I love her to pieces because she's uh, like yourself. She's very proud of what she does and um, she makes amazing furniture. And uh, she, she was just looking at every which way to try and keep open. And um, yeah. it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, furniture isn't classed as an essential, is it? I guess. No. So, you know, it's kind of like you got to try and justify the way you're, but you know, when it comes to e-commerce now, um, you know, things that are, you can deliver, you can shop online. Um, there's the, the options are, are now, much better than if this would have happened i don't know 15 years ago 20 years ago uh, i think it would have been a lot worse um for businesses yeah, yeah i agree sure. yeah definitely mm, yeah um so you say you're going to grow what's the what's the what's the dream where, where, where do you want to go with this <laughs> the dreams are big really um 
during this recent lockdown, it's sort of given us the the headspace really to, you know, it's been quite a busy time for us and we've been able to sit back and have a, a bit of downtime, if you like, to think <clears throat> what we're doing about 2021 and beyond. Um, and the ideas are flowing and ultimately what we would like to happen is to get involved in the Kickstarter scheme um, around Whitchurch um, to stay in Whitchurch, to grow a business that would, maybe it could be a CIC, that would employ people from the local area that we would teach to do what we do. And for the uh, furniture, the same business model, if you like, using the same products as what Landfill Angels does and still under the Landfill Angels umbrella, but teaching people I think education is a big part of what we do about how important it is for us to be all sustainable for us to be looking at eco-friendly options and for us to be creating awareness of how important this is and you know granny's old bureau uh, can now be your nice little treasure that fits into your studio apartment doesn't look out of place you you're keeping a memory alive and and keeping a family early albeit in a different disguise but it does suit what you're going to be moving forward in your life and the way that your apartment uh, house is styled um and like I say I, I personally I think the education part of it is massive mm. and be, to be able to give youngsters who may be from um uh, underprivileged backgrounds or they've been through god knows what some of these people have been through but it would be nice i feel for us to go you can do anything you want to do if you're given an opportunity to do it and i would like to us to be able to give young people the opportunity to skill them to provide them with a uh, business acumen to teach them about social media, videography, um, to, you know, and how the whole business world works because there are a lot of people out there with ideas who are petrified to put them into practice. Yes. But yes. we could, you know, to teach people that there are always, there's always another way. There is always another way. I don't know if Chloe wants to speak a bit more about it. Um. Yeah, I just agree with what you said really i think i actually know chloe i think you've got an important um input to this because i feel like being a younger person and growing up around in, in this environment we do have a throwaway society now like when i was growing up um you'd look after stuff and then if it if it broke apart then you probably try and fix it and then you may think about buying something else whereas nowadays it's kind of like ah. Oh, there's a slight crack on this thing. I'm going to throw it away and buy a new one. Right, Amazon's great for that, isn't it? So what's what's it like um, learning these mor- uh, these morals of your of your mom? Um, I feel very strongly in the same direction as my mom. I think the likes of Primark and IKEA and things like that—they are what have changed us into the disposable nation that we are today. Yes. I think that everyone needs to start adapting a similar mindset to me and my mum. Otherwise, we're going to be in a lot of trouble because landfill is supposed to be filled up by 2022, I believe. Yeah. But with COVID, with the PPE, 
I think it's going to be much sooner than that because all the PPE is not recyclable at all. And the anger that I <laughs> feel every yeah, necessary, absolutely. But uh, the anger I feel when I see a face mask discarded on the floor, I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's the worst. Uh, and obviously, um, there's going to be a massive rush uh, for Christmas over the next couple of weeks. I mean, I uh, just taking my little boy because obviously in Shrewsbury, um, uh, town's open again today, and um, taking my little boy to school, and the traffic was just unreal, and that's because everybody's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> you know, all the yeah. rushing out to get their stuff done. Um, have you guys seen like um, a lot of interest in what you guys are doing uh, for Christmas? Uh, are you guys expecting to be busy on the build-up? We only had yesterday so far, yeah. but we think that people didn't realise that yesterday we were allowed to be open. Uh, yeah. And they've seen it with the horse racing as well. There was hardly anyone there yesterday, but there's suspected to be loads of people there today. Mm. I think the day so the dates have caused a bit, a bit of confusion. But hopefully we'll be busy. Uh, yeah. Whitchurch Town is looking a lot busier than it was during the lockdown, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I do hope we're not opening our studios. We're, we're based in the Parade Shopping Centre. Uh, the Parade Shops, shout out to them guys. How's it going? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're not going to be opening for uh, until the new year because m- the way my mind works is I, I worry an awful lot and I don't want to add to the Christmas rush and I don't want to bring up my my guests and my uh, the people that I'm coming on my show out into that either so we're, we're going to wait till sort of January to open up our studio um, and you know I wish everybody um, in Shropshire in Shrewsbury Whitchurch Telford wherever you guys are doing uh, things I wish you all the best just stay safe everybody you know because uh, people can get a bit careless when it comes to I need to get something for the wife. Otherwise, she's going to leave me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it gets a bit crazy. Uh, and actually, going back to Sharon, what you were saying earlier about um, teaching kids um, sort of lessons on how to achieve their dreams from a younger age um, by, by by teaching with this idea for a CIC you've got. I think it's a really, I think it's um, an invaluable lesson. I think that's a great resource for anybody because, like, if somebody could have told me, like, when I was like. Uh, you know, I don't know your age, Chloe. When, when, when that my mouth, my talking, whatever came out my mouth was what was gonna make me raise eyebrows. I'd, I'd laughed in people's faces, you know. But at the same time, I would have loved that nurturing when I was younger, you know. So if if you can offer that to people with a CIC idea, I think it's a really good idea. I love it. Love it. It's it's early days for us at the minute. We're just in the exploratory phase of it. But the more I think about it, and the more we've pass the idea around to you know people who are in business uh, and people who are um, local and it just seems like because the the bigger the bigger picture realistically is if we can get something like that right on the doorstep in Whitchurch then that model can be replicated anywhere it doesn't need to be confined even to the UK it could be a model that's replicated worldwide, if you like, and mm. it all provides a valuable contribution. I, I don't know if it's a, a cynical way of looking at thing. The word, the, just the name Landfill Angels, and when it comes to rectifying someone's troubled past, 
You know, say there's some kid that's just come out of juvie or I don't know, someone's trying to, trying to correct their path and, you know, taking uh, furniture and, and turning it into something beautiful might help them in their path and they learn a trade because of it. I think there's something in the name there. I think there's actually something really nice about that. I don't know. Some work to be done on that, I think, I imagine. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this year has been odd. It's been odd for a lot a lot of people um what have been your biggest sort of challenges obviously i mean the uh the the, the paint situation helped you but when this yeah. first all started happening what was that like for you guys it must have been horrible the lockdown i mean it was di- it was difficult um i think the initial shock factor of you know we'd all heard earlier you know of the january february time of these cases and you were thinking oh i'll never Oh, that never comes to the doorstep. And bam, before we know it, we're all enveloped um, in a, something that's completely alien to all of us. Mm. Um, it's trying to process the thoughts of, well, how do we actually, how do we wage through this? What do, you know, where do we, st- where do we even start? And when it was told that we would close the doors and it was like, oh, I've only just, we've only just opened the doors, to be honest, and now we're closing the doors, and that was quite hard, and it was not only that, from a creative point of view, it's like, it's draining, um, yeah. you know, to, to have so much creativity for it to feel like, you know, you've had a knockout punch, really, and thought, what whatever is next, but I think between the two of us, you know, being a family unit, yeah, maybe that, you know, that has helped the fact that we do work so well together anyway. Mm. Um, and it was like, you know, sometimes when you're inside of the goldfish bowl, you can't always see from the outside. And I mean, two people sort of gives different perspective on things. And that's where Chloe had the younger person's perspective of, well, why don't we just go online? That's what we do. If the door's closed. We can still sell paint and uh, you know throughout that the messages that we were getting from our our customers and the customer base that we were creating at that point they were like oh well I'm just so glad that you're still supplying because you know this has got me through lockdown because I'd have just you know I wasn't in the right headspace and this has helped me so much and then people have gone on to realize that you know a bit like we did everybody's got a streak of creativity in them. It just takes something to bring it out of them. And I think, you know, it's the friendship furniture pen is so easy to use and it's all self-leveling. You don't have to be of any great skill to be able to use it. So the product is fantastic. So we were, we were very lucky that we were selling something that the public were demanding Mm. Um, and demanding in droves, you know, sometimes uh, yeah. we were packing up parcels till two and three o'clock in the morning in order so we could get, we, our, our thing behind it at that time was we need to service these people in the best manner possible and in the fastest, safest manner possible, living together and working together. We were allowed to be together during that initial lockdown. So that helped the fact that there were two of us you know, packing these parcels up and we learned some invaluable lessons about shipping paint. Oh, many. <laughs> and 
many broken yeah. tins. Many, oh, we've got to go into uh, that. Oh, we've got to oh, go into that. We oh, can't just breeze over that. Oh, so no, go on. Oh, Give us a story. Honestly. Something that make our listeners laugh. What happened? It, it was it was the pictures, right? It <laughs> yeah, was the pictures. So many pictures. Because it was like it was we'd never shipped out pay in our life. Um and it was like, <laughs> well, but this is we're in survival mode now. So it was like, right, okay, how hard can it be? So we get some cans for the paint, you know, paint clip for the cans of paint. We clip them up, we put them in a box, we wrap them up in wrap it in, in paper, and we sellotape the box down and we send it off, and that's that. Um it was a challenge, first of all, finding a paint company, finding a transport company that was ship paint. But obviously, because French Chic is non-toxic and it's all water-based, um, you know that we had a lot more openings and a lot more outlets. So we took on it. We took on the initial um, company that we started to use because it can't be sent out by Royal Mail anything over 150 ml is a permitted item. Um, so we found a shipping company, started to pack these parcels, and then. The odd one, we'd get an email back and say, oh, Sharon, thanks so much. The paint's arrived in 24 hours, but it's <laughs> it's all over the box. Oh, and they were like, oh, please, please, can you send us some pictures? So when we started to get the pictures through and we started, it looks like it's been played football with before it's even arrived to the customer. It looks like, you know, it's it's not been handled really well. It's got treated with gloves, and that was when we thought, right, we need to look at like bigger degrees of boxes and thickness and ply of boxes, together with eco-friendly packing peanuts uh, and wrapping each can individually in cellophane and packing it into bags that were sealed. And it was like it was an absolute mammoth task. It was a mammoth task. Sounds, but some uh... of the pictures from customers, obviously. We replaced and we replaced all the tins of paint. We were on a very steep learning curve. Uh, we learned quickly and we got all the tracking and everything correct. Uh, we switched couriers because we were finding, you know, we started to like think, okay, so people, some people's courier methods are different to others. We need to start to trial a few different ones before we think, you know, before we find before we find the ideal one for what for what we do. Um, and now we've got the method right now and we stick to the method and it's few and far times between now with the shipping out that we do that we end up getting someone going, Sharon, the paint's arrived and thanks so much, but <laughs> it's now safely contained within a polythene bag and isn't going to cause too much distress once the box is open, you know, it's clear to see. And they can just safely dispose of that. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was funny. To, it was stressful as well because were quite limited so it was like oh we've got to replace this customer we've only got one left on the shelf until the delivery arrives um yeah it was it was fun but it was it was stressful at the same time I imagine I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can imagine like a movie montage, you know, of like, you know, these things happening, but you're getting better and you're getting better. And eventually, and it's just like, and you just both at the end, just like, yeah, like we did it, you know. Um, yeah, we've cracked it. Yeah. I can just imagine. Okay. So you, 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 we, you hear all these stories all, all the time of, 
um, how companies uh, change over the years. Like Lamborghini, for example. Lamborghini used to make tractors. I don't know. Like, and then now they make supercars. Yeah. Imagine if you guys are like, you've got like, you've got a store in every single county of the town and in the, in the country, should I say, and they're like, well, we survived because of paint. Like, you know, that could be your story, you know? Yeah. If it wasn't for that paint, it this be. wouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> I like and that. that would be absolutely true that mm. would be absolutely yeah. true at that point that gave us you know throughout that lockdown period um the fact that the brand we chose a stockist we've now got three stockist locations for french chic nice. which is the maximum that we're allowed to have so we started off with one and within 12 months we now have three locations the paint is you know it's absolutely superb the service we get from a supplier no other supplier that we had at that time could touch what we were getting and the support we were getting um, from Frenchie. Absolutely outstanding. Fantastic. Outstanding. Did you have a lot of people getting in touch with you during lockdown? Because, you know, everybody went out there in lockdown and learned something new, right? They learned how to do something new. You know, whether you <laughs> learn to sew, whether you learn to paint or write, or maybe, I don't know, refurbish furniture. Did you have a lot of people get in touch with you about that? Not really. No? no, I wouldn't say that there was a massive amount. No, it was more like everybody, like the French Sheep Fan Forum on Facebook. If you look in there, this is like images of everyone's before and afters. We have a transformation Tuesday where people can post, you know, maybe a, a, a dresser, for instance, that they may have had in their family for years, that they've bought a tin of French Sheep and completely transformed it. I think the big thing throughout that very first lockdown was the fact that the weather was fantastic and friend chic, you can paint UPVC. So a lot of people who have moved into houses um, and have got all white UPVC looking a bit, you know, aged, they've now got these, this massive color palette that they can use and completely transform the look house and, People were painting front doors, transforming new PVC and composite front doors with a little 150 pot paint that would give them three coats, one side of the door, and the house looked transformed. And that, you know, then it grew, it grew from, from that point. But the weather at that very first lockdown was a massive plus point because yeah. uh, the alfresco range for French Sheet can be used outside on metal, wood, plastics. So everybody was outside in the gardens, uh, you know, sprucing up even down to plastic pots and stuff, you know, making things look fabulous for very little money. It was an interesting time, I've got to say. It really was. Um, I mean, there's something really ironic about this year. I mean, this is the first year in years I've got um, all of Christmas and all New Year's off work, my actual job, with the job I actually do. And it's the one year I can't, really do anything it's crazy as you can see behind me there's there's boxes and stuff we're moving house as well so it's gonna be one of those years that yeah i can spend time with my family i can do all that but can't really go anywhere and my, my wife doesn't really drink and i'm not going to open up the uh the jim beam you know christmas special and drink it by myself so it's gonna be one of those odd <laughs> one of those odd christmases i think i like being around the family christmas is the time for that isn't it you know um, yeah definitely yeah I love Christmas. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, 
I love what you guys do. I think what you you guys are doing is there's a lot more of a deeper meaning to what you guys are doing because yes, you you are you stopping landfills uh, to a degree, you know, from filling up extra. Um, you, you're raising that ten percent for charity. Um, you're offering nice things for people to buy, but there's also a lesson there, isn't there? There's a lesson there that I really think is deep down is one of the most important things, and that is just because something's old and withered doesn't mean <laughs> that's got no extra. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm an optimist, baby. I mean, that's that's how I look at life. Um, so, yeah, I think there's something really nice about it. So, you know, I, I'm, you. I really enjoyed chatting to you guys. Would you like to tell uh, my listeners sort of um, where they can find you on Facebook, on your website, wherever it is? What tell people where you are? For Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, all you need to search is Landfill Angels. We are most active on Instagram and Facebook. And the website is landfillangels.com. Nice. You can buy the French sheet furniture paint. We sell lots of nice homewares, Christmas decorations at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the furniture too. Nice. Nice. And, and what advice would you give to someone that wanted to do something similar to you? I mean, we got listeners all around the world, so I mean, they might not be in direct competition with you if they're going to listen to it. But if somebody wanted to do something you were going to do, or even just to see if they were good at doing what you do, whether it's refurbishing something they've got in the garage, uh, what advice would you give them? Get in contact with us. Yeah. Because we'd love to, you know, any advice, the advice comes for free and it'll come from the experiences that we've had. We love to help any anyone, you know, mm. because it is important. And that's the education piece as well. The fact that anyone can have a go at it. Why don't you try? You know, you've, you've got to have, you've got to, if you don't take it, what could possibly go wrong? You know, if you paint something and you're not too happy with the finish of it, start all over again, sand it back and start again. It's not the end of the world. You've never lost something. It's only underneath layers of paint that's, that's you know, a chalk and mineral paint at the end of the day. And if you change your colour scheme, ch- change the piece of furniture. I am. Um, you know, people, I think people just need to take a risk. I'd be scared, man. Imagine some guy going, uh, hello, Mr. Widely. This thing is 300 years old. I would like you to make it look a lot nicer for me, please. I want it to shine, sparkle, baby. And I was just kind of like, I just look at it and I'd be like, it's 300 year, year old, you say? Yeah, uh, probably not going to touch that, I'm afraid. Because I, I don't know, I'll probably break it. Uh, um, There's what- nothing to be scared of. There's nothing to be scared of. No, I, I think running the workshops, I mean, that was a big plan for us that actually came to an abrupt halt um, early on with lockdown. Um, the fact that our, our initial business plan included running workshops where you could come to us and bring a small, I'm not saying come in with a wardrobe, but come in with a small piece of furniture and we will teach you what you need to do, you know, a bit like teach a man to fish, you're feeding for life sort of concept. Um, mm. Rather than you bring me something and me, myself or Chloe will, you know, transform it for you, then we'd much sooner educate you on how you can do this for yourself because the mental health perspective of being able to look at something that doesn't look fantastic for you to after you know a couple of coats of paint and a bit you know the preparation everything is in the preparation fail to prepare prepare to fail is my motto with it um get the prep right get it painted and when you've created something and you can actually stand back it's that self of it's that um thought of self-worth and an achievement 
from just investing a bit of time in yourself, for want of a better word. And I think yeah. we're all guilty of not having or not creating enough time for ourselves. <laughs> and that little pocket of time I used to get when I was in a you know a stressful environment of finance was like when I used to start painting, it was like, oh, all that there was was me, a paint pot, a brush, and this piece of furniture and, and an idea. And to see it actually... Uh, you know, over the coats of pain come together and at the end of it and people have gone, oh, what, it looked like this. I used to take pictures before and after, then I could see how far it had come and I think this is just, this is it. This is where I, this is where I belong. I think the clouds have sort of aligned during the show because we've, we've kind of all followed the sort of same path. I was going to say before we did this, have you ever thought of doing a makeover show? Um, you know, also on YouTube. So like, this is what we've got before. This is what we have before. This is what we have after. Sort of like an heart yeah. attack, you know, I what think, are you going to need yeah, kids? I think it's got to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, you know, it's got to be in the plan there somewhere that, you know, everything this day and age uh, is digital. Uh, mm. You know, we've just seen the, the demise of, uh, well, three big household names who have been alive for years in the Arcadia Group, Debenhams and Bon Marche, all this week through oh, mismanagement, I'll say, for some of it. Um, and for the biggest part of it is not listening to the consumers and listening to their audience, but the biggest part will be not being in that digital arena. I think it's a lot of it. I mean, when you look at Shrewsbury, I mean, um, a, lot, a lot of people that listen to my show, a lot of people I speak to, would more happily support an independent business than actually go to the likes of Waitrose, Tesco's, uh, Debenhams, yeah. you know, all these sort of big uh, chains. I mean, unless unless it's like something spe- um, specific you want, I know, a yeah. pair of trainers that you can only find in JD Sports or something like that, you know, yeah. you're going to go there. Um, but when it came to like Debenhams, things like that, there were certain things that you could buy in Primark, in, in uh, you know, Ikea for like a quarter of the price. And you kind of look at those models and you think, well, you know, the, the signs were there. You know, you probably could have lowered your prices a little bit, listen to the consumers, like you said. You know, it is a shame. It's a huge shame. Um, but yeah, I think I'd, I'd rather spend, if I was going to spend a bit more, it'd be to help an independent uh, business. That's for sure. That's what we like about the, um, particularly the fact, that's what brought us to Whitchurch, the fact that the independent community here, the businesses that are here, are primarily independent businesses. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the market that's on here once a month, fantastic down the high street. The high street's closed off. All independent sellers, all independent traders, a lot of the high street and a, a lot of the local surrounding streets are all independents. And what's not to love? The support we had when we were doing up this shop uh, in Whitchurch, when we first took it on, uh, it was like people used to knock on the door and go, oh, what's it going to be? And, oh, God, I'd love something like that coming to Whitchurch. And this is just, like, great. And, oh, I wish you so much luck. The messages that we got from people and the amount of people that just even put their head through the door now and say, your shop is beautiful and I wish you so much luck in these terrible times for businesses, you know, and being in Whitchurch, it's great to have a community around here that specifically live in a town that's full of independence and they have that sense of keeping the community alive. And that's the bit we specifically love about being here. Yeah. 
That's nice. Nice to be proud of where you are. I mean, I was, I was thinking about um, this morning, I've, I've shared artwork for um, for my interview with Dale Hintz, um, who's a, a very good barber here. He's, he's, he's in the top six of UK's best barbers uh, recently. So uh, he's, he's a great guy. And what we did for this this artwork, I'm trying to find it now. I can't remember. I'm being rude. Um, what I love about the artwork I do is I, sometimes I'll, I'll pop on for the love of Shrewsbury and I'll be like, okay, guys, I, I need some artwork um, uh, for... So, so many episodes send me your pictures show me what you can do and the amount of beautiful well thought out for uh, photos that i get of people that are just proud of the town that they live in it's just heartwarming and it's really nice yeah. to see so you know to anybody that listens that did uh, submit your pictures if i haven't chosen yours it's it's not because there was just so much to choose from it so much beauty in this county and this this town you know so thank you for everybody that submitted them and if you see your picture um you are on the uh, artwork for the biscuit you will get a full credit don't worry um you guys are awesome i love the dynamic the, the mom daughter dynamic i think that's great you've made you can make it work um I bet you get lots of people that are like oh i couldn't do that with my kid you know <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time yeah yeah well you, you're both learning from each other and and that's beautiful Definitely. that's really nice um would you like to uh, give any thanks or sort of shout outs before we get at this uh at this episode yeah definitely especially to the support we've had from the local community here in Whitchurch and Tarpoli um that's been you know it's been paramount to our business um the fact that our doors and our, our you know, the door is always open. The phones are always on. We're always answering emails and stuff. Anybody needs any advice or anything like that, they just all they need to do is get in touch with us with several contact methods. Uh, we'd like to say a big thanks to Bev, the mayor of Whitchurch, uh, for the contact she's created and um, putting us in touch with Dean. Um, you know, and then getting to speak to you guys. It's that sort of feel that's so nice really and so warming as a business owner bringing a new business to a small town um for us you know and the community support massive yeah massive thanks to friendship because we wouldn't be here without without them so big ups panny groom um and the team at friendship hq um anything else you can think of that covers pretty much everyone. Oh, my mum and dad, but oh, that's yeah, standard. Yeah. My mum and dad. I want to take my mum, my dad, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think network actually, networking amongst friends, amongst the you know the kind of people you just mentioned now, is, is, is actually an invaluable resource these day and age, isn't it? Because yeah. there's so much misinformation going on. You don't know, like you said, people are confused about the dates for, for yesterday, you know? Yeah. You know, networking is, is super important these days. And, um, yeah, yeah can't nice. wait to get back to networking again. I know. Yeah, properly. Whenever in that may be. In person, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you've got I was a nice, relaxed chat. You know, I love this. Um, it's what I do. Um, I would love to give our listeners a, a chance to check out our website as well, um, which is www.theshrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk, and that is made for us by our friends at Web orchard if you need a website 
Take a look at ours. It's beautiful. It's very down. It's, you can play all of our audio. We look good on there. Like So if you need a website, make sure you check out Web Orchard. They will look after you. Um, I want to give a shout out to the parade shops. Of course, I'm not going to be there this month. I am staying well out of the way, letting you guys do your thing. But uh, we're usually in the studio there. Um, but I want to give a shout out to everybody. that um, Wish you the best of luck this month. Um, and, you know, give you guys some love. The parade shops behind St. Mary's there. Um, Thank you so much for joining me, guys. It's been awesome. No problem. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. No, thank you. And uh, Merry Christmas. Are we allowed to say that now? We're allowed to say that. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, guys. And we'll catch you next week.